Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. In this podcast, the topic is Turkey's economy and why that matters. My guest, Emily Hawthorne, Middle East and North Africa analyst. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. So hopping right in, can we talk about what's going on with Turkey's economy? Yeah, Turkey is one of the more important economies, uh, certainly in both the Middle East and North Africa region, but also in Europe. Uh, Turkey, of course, sort of straddles those areas as well as Asia. Um, it really is an important um, emerging market economy. Um, but its financial situation has been wavering in recent months. And there are a few concerning indicators to consider that do show a lack of confidence in the economy, in the currency, both from domestic consumers and from foreign investors. Probably the indicator that's making the most headlines is the depreciation of the Turkish currency. The Turkish lira has hit several record lows vis-a-vis the dollar, and that wavering currency, that fragile currency value, does create a whole host of issues. It makes it more expensive to pay for imports, and it increases the cost of paying back debt. Um, And there's a lot of private sector corporate debt in Turkey. And probably most importantly to people within Turkey, um, it decreases purchasing power. um, And this is pushing many Turks to convert the uh, local currency, the Turkish lira, into gold and, and foreign currency, But that in and of itself contributes to the cycle, this sort of lack of confidence in the lira. And finally, you know, amid all of this, there is the added stress from COVID-19, lowering demand for things like tourism. Turkey, like so many countries around the world, really depends on a banner tourism season in the summer to generate revenue, especially foreign currency coming into the economy. And that's simply not happening right now. Um, And so this is this is a problem, and it contributes to that wavering value of the Turkish currency. Wow, that's quite significant. So what are the political implications of this financial situation? There's really a lot to say about the uniqueness of Turkey's political situation and how some political pressure from the president actually interferes with the country's financial situation. Turkey's government is known for conducting a somewhat unconventional monetary policy. Turkey operates a tight monetary policy in that it's it's trying to tightly manage liquidity. Recently, it's tried to reduce the amount of borrowing that banks can do, interbank lending. It's tried to implement off and on capital controls over the last few years to, to just really tightly manage um, the amount of currency in the system. But it also tries to operate a loose monetary policy in that it tries to keep interest rates low. All of this come from sort of the preferred policies of Turkey's president, Erdogan. And throughout all of it, Turkey is trying to still invite and and build up foreign investment. But it's a somewhat contradictory monetary policy, and it doesn't always appeal to investors in the way that Turkey's government wants it to. Emily, why does this matter outside of Turkey? Well, Turkey is an important country within the emerging markets category, um, which means it still needs to meet certain standards to be considered a developed market. But in some ways this year, Turkey is one of the worst performers among all emerging markets. Things like the rate of spending its foreign reserves. Um, Right now it's spending foreign reserves faster than any other emerging market in the world. 
Other things like the International Monetary Fund, for example, grouped Turkey and Argentina together in a recent report discussing countries with really concerning current account balances. Despite being in a somewhat rough place financially, Turkey is really going to try and avoid going to external uh, sources of financial support like the IMF for any sort of funding or, or loans or anything that would really help Turkey shore up its financial position, its fiscal margin, because this current Turkish government really doesn't want to capitulate to any of the conditions or stipulations that would go along with that kind of help. Another reason why this matters outside of Turkey, aside from just Turkey's role uh, within the emerging markets category, the economy is a motivator for some of Turkey's foreign policy. When Turkey's domestic economy is flagging or when it's uh, going through any sort of strain or stress, it does have a direct impact on the popularity of the ruling party. And that does drive Turkey to push for some moves that would increase its popularity. So Turkey is very active in a number of uh, different foreign policy theaters. It's active in a number of military engagements in Syria and Libya. Um, it's exploring for oil and gas in the eastern Mediterranean. And it does get into diplomatic hot water with a host of other countries because of that. But pursuing those kinds of engagements can drum up the popularity of the ruling party among some of its constituents back at home. So as the economy is flagging at home, that ruling party is going to be looking for ways to drum up its popularity. So it does have an impact on how Turkey is acting abroad. Emily Hawthorne is a Mideast and North Africa analyst with Stratfor, a rain company. You can read more of her comprehensive intelligence and forecasting on the region and what happens next with a subscription to Stratfor Worldview. Check out the special price for podcast listeners at stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. <laughs>